Hey, this is WJ from Culture Cast Radio, and you are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Ryan M. Brewer. Michael fucking Malone. <laughs> What's up, bud? Nothing, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. 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 I used to sell. I used to sell plasma. I worked at. Yeah, you worked at that uh, that TV place. You sell plasma TVs. <laughs> I sold. Yeah, I sold the. Sh- I slanged some some <laughs> plasma TVs, as they say. Um, is the past tense of sling slang? It's uh, yeah. If you slung? were slinging, I slung. like slinging, I slung. Huh. I, maybe it's had slung. <laughs> No, right. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. Like right I now, went, I I had gone. Yeah. You're asking yeah, slang, the wrong slang guy. And, slang and slung. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I have a an, an English degree. It's all made up. It's all made up, <laughs> and it's a little racist. Yeah. Gram grammar is a little racist. <laughs> um. So yeah, I used to sell plasma. I worked at Sally May. Uh, like, uh, that was my main job. I was a collections guy Oh man! and, uh, people are like, yeah, do you, did you feel like a piece of shit? And I was like, no, cause I was really bad at it. So like, <laughs> you're like, Hey, but, do you have the money? And they're like, not really. You're like, all right, man, cool. I'll just, all right. Well, somebody's going to call you again tomorrow. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> just no pressuring. And I'll just, I, you know what? Don't worry about it, man. Hey, listen, I'm not the guy that's going to pressure you. If you've got the money and you're like, ah, fuck, I forgot. Like, and that's the thing. They would, they would, uh, they separated the groups by how late the payment was. Oh, right. Yeah. So like there was one department that was zero to 30 days and that's where they started you off. And those were the people that were like, ah, oh, shit, I just forgot. The people who are too stubborn or, or like people like have, uh, uncertain incomes Mm-hmm. Right, to just so can't for whatever reason do the People auto following payments. their dreams, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They can't do the auto payment because <laughs> you're following your dreams, and uh, so you have to pay manually every month. And those people are like, ah, shit, I forgot. Um, and those were the people you'd get in zero to thirty days, right? And then there was like thirty to sixty days, and it'd be like, ah, oh, man, like, uh, you know, I I don't have it right now. I think I'm gonna have it. Like I might have, and then you could like set up payment programs with those people. And then there was 90 plus, and then there was like charge off, which was like, we ain't getting money from these people. And somehow I ended up in that department by the no, time I left you there. got the hardest one. <laughs> I have no the idea The nicest how. guy got the hardest one. They, they, did, they, did the, uh, they did the opposite of what you might assume they did. Like they give you goals each month. And the first month I was in zero to 30 days, I hit like 90% to goal, which for your first month was like, that was good. They were like, well, well done. Yeah. And then the second month, I was like 70% to goal. So they moved me up a division. <laughs> you know, it's like I was down in triple A baseball or I was down in single A baseball, just, you know, striking out 90% yeah. of the time. And they were like, you know what? I think if we bring him up to double A, he'll do a little better. 
Like, no, I don't, I don't think I don't think if the ball's going faster, I'm going to be any better at this. Yeah. But some, they just kept moving me up. I think it was just a ploy to, to, to let me go and not have to pay unemployment or something, I think. I don't know. But anyway, since I was so bad at my normal job, I supplemented my income by selling plasma. It becomes like a lifestyle because, like, the, if you're not hydrated enough, it takes a long goddamn time for them to get the blood out that they need. Like you have to be sufficiently hydrated and all this kind of stuff. So I'd be like, well, I got to go do plasma tomorrow. So I got to drink 17 gallons of water <laughs> between now and the next and, and tomorrow. Um, it was weird. Like you get used to it. I have like tracks in my arms. It looks like I used to do intravenous <laughs> drugs. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're in a band. So you probably, you probably on that heroin. And you're like, no, no, I was giving blood. I was just broke. I was broke as fuck selling whatever parts of my body I could regrow. It was the opposite. I was actually being a good person. I, I've i never given blood. I've never given blood, but I did sell blood. <laughs> <laughs> I've never given it. I've sold it. I've sold it, but I've never given that shit away. <laughs> I love the correction. No, no, no. I wasn't giving it away. <laughs> I sold that I shit. I was selling that shit on eBay. I was getting a good. I was getting good uh, fair market value. Pre-owned blood, only one Is, owner. You ever thought about? You ever thought about selling, uh, selling, selling semen? Here's the thing. I it's such a. Uh, it seems like a no-brainer, right? Because it it is yeah. a good amount of money. How much do you get? All right, let's Google it. Here we go. We this is it. the part of the show where Malone <laughs> Google's a thing. That's right. Here we go. How much money do you get for selling <laughs> semen? Are you in an incognito tab for this one? Are you, I'm, are you... I'm letting the FBI. Okay. Donors earn $70 for each donation, which I thought it was way more than that. Uh, and twenty dollars when the sample is released. What you get like a you get royalties? <laughs> Healthy men are it's able. Residual income. <laughs> it's residual income. Healthy... Do I get child support moving forward? Oh man, reverse child support. Uh, Healthy men are able to earn up to one thousand dollars per month. What? How often can you donate sperm? There is no limit. What? You can do it as do many to- times as you like. Okay, and it says, how much is a, <laughs> a cum of sperm worth? A cum? Yeah. <laughs> how, how much? Oh, how much is a cup of, of sperm worth? <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> Freudian slip. Oh, there you go, just a little off. How much is a mouthful should... of sperm? Oh, I mean, cup full I think of... We should, I think we should measure it by the cum now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's at least a cum of... That's a semen, right? <laughs> when you're baking banana bread, you want to use a cum of sugar. It's you know, a, about the amount that you would come. <laughs> man, man these baking these baking recipes are pretty subjective. <laughs> one one time payments are usually between thirty five dollars and one hundred and twenty five dollars per specimen. Per specimen, yeah. Does it? I wonder if it does it have to do with volume. Can sperm donors get sued for child support? No. No, it is not. uh, You can't do that. 
No way. Oh, and the next you, thing, did, <laughs> I just saw like, have I you have. ever seen those? Have you ever seen those uh, like pornos with his dudes just like like a fucking fire hose worth of, like a gigantic cum? Yeah, is that worth more? That guy's getting one twenty five for sure. That guy's getting the high end. That of the, guy's it's getting a sliding twenty five. <laughs> It's a sliding scale based on volume. Can, and can you show them? Like, can you show them the video? Like, can you go in there like a like a like it's an auction? Can you auction off your sperm? Can you barter with them? I need you to look You're at like, this cum shot. This is what I'm could, capable of. I think of. you've. I think you go in with your high school transcripts. You go in with your college degree <laughs> and a you video. Go in, you're of like, your you're like, look, like, and then re- in a video of your most recent cum shot. <laughs> Oh God! The hey, next- we don't have a lot of room on our servers. We don't need the whole build up. We just need just the money just shot. The please. money shot. If you can bring it in, Here, the I have to share this. The question, like you know, Google. I'm reading yeah, all these suggested yeah, yeah. questions uh-huh. that go along with it. Right. And the very next one underneath, like, can you get sued for child support? Which is like a, a I would say a good question. It's about law and like I suppose money yeah, yeah. and all this stuff, right? And it's yeah. so it's a pretty high high end question. The very next one says, Can you sell your own poop? <laughs> can you? Holy What's sh- the answer? Oh my god. Him? Yes. <laughs> and it's worth way more money. Way more than cum? If you're really healthy, you can sell your poop to sick people who need it for as much as $13,000 a year. People who are infected with bacteria called C. Oh, C. diff. Yeah, C. diff. I don't know what the full word is, but C. diff is what yeah, they call it. Yeah, the the need healthy fecal matter in their gut in order to survive. Holy shit. I did not oh know my, that. I think maybe I knew this. I'm pretty healthy. Are you? I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, was that convincing? Oh yeah. shit! I imagine that was uh, that was how the call actually went when you called about therapy for the first time. <laughs> Are you feeling all right today, Malone? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am. When I first called about therapy, they asked, you know, they go through the reasons and uh, and they asked me why I wanted to sign up. And I said, everybody's dead. And then there was a pause and I go, oh, I didn't kill him. <laughs> I just said, I didn't kill him. Everybody's dead. It wasn't it wasn't my fault. Yeah. I'm just stating facts. I'm just, you know, I just they're just not here anymore. I'm not a murderer. I'm an observer. Is what I'm saying. This this question says, "Can a sperm donor fight for custody?" This is what you do all day, isn't it? No, I donate. This is what you. This is what you do. I donate sperm to. to this my, is what. This is the life of a. This is the life of a comic. <laughs> oh God, this is great. So two questions under: Can you fight for custody? You know, which is no. Obviously, you sign away all rights. Dude, is hold on. Is there some kind of a questionnaire that decides whether you're healthy enough to sell your poop? I don't. I don't can know. we take the Can we take the quiz? Let me. You know what? 
What's How do the, you know? What's if the you're, theme song? It says if you're really healthy. Well, well who decides what that means? Sell my own poop. Poop. You can earn 13000 a year. Blah, 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 blah. How much money to give a donation? Stool donation. Here we go. Your stool can save lives. Okay. Oh, you can sell it online. You don't even have to go to the place, Malone. I just shit in the bag and send it. Poop, poop selling is, is not a thing where you have to go to town. From thepennyhoarder.com, how to make $13,000 a year selling your poop. Um, a company called Open Biome is in Medford, Massachusetts. Of course, it's in fucking Boston. <laughs> hey, are you full of shit? Do you want to help <laughs> save fucking lives? Don't be a puss. Give me a poop. How physicians around the country hey, treat patients. Hey, I'm not poop. giving it away, all right? <laughs> I'm, I'll give you $40 for it. <laughs> They're paying donors $40 per sample with a $50 bonus if you come in five days a week. What? Do you make appointments? Are you like, this is the normal time that I take my shit. So at 9 a.m. every morning, there's I go a, to the shit place. A, there's a screening process for potential donors. Okay, and you have okay. to meet the following criteria. Here we go. Right, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. Number one, commit right. to donating at least four times per week for a 60-day period. Okay. okay. All right. So you got to go four times a week for two months. Right. Okay. Number two, be between 18 and 50 years old. Dude, 17-year-old shit, we don't want to see it. We don't want to see 51-year-old shit, fuck off. <laughs> have a BMI less than 30. Okay. How, how All do right. you calculate That's, that? Okay. Uh, it's a, a thing with your height and your weight and your... Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Like, they get There's out a those, link here. I'm going to do that. Yeah, first of all, you're... Your old lady knows how to do that and can well, do it for you. I, I guarantee know, it. No, but I want to, you know, I don't want to. How do you bring that up to your girlfriend? Your pen, I'm thinking about selling my shit. I'm going to try to contribute around here. Hey, That's what you say. Trying to provide for this family. <laughs> Sell my shit and come around here. Put food you, on this table. Will you pinch my love handle so that I can see whether or not I can start selling my shit and making some real money around here? <laughs> All right, number four, have limited recent foreign travel. Well, nobody's gone anywhere well, in a year. Nobody. Everybody's eligible right now. Donors must not have traveled outside the U.S., Canada, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan in the past year. I'm fucking in there, doggy. Got it. Got it. Meet Got these it. criteria? You're not on the list just yet. Oh, no. You can't. Okay. You also can't become a donor until you've passed the following steps. Ah, oh, Jesus, there's more. Why, why isn't this in the first part? Right, right. There's a 12-question survey. Okay. And they're only accepting donors who live near its lab in Medford, Massachusetts. Well, what the fuck? That doesn't even pay rent for me to relocate. Right. And then you got to go <laughs> and then you got to meet with a doctor. But let's let's just see since we're here. Let's see the 12 survey question. Let's do it. Oh, man, I got to create an account. The survey is closed, uh, it says. <gasps> no. They got too much poop. They 
You know what they say. The second we go into a recession, the industry that gets hit hardest is, is poop. The poop industry. <laughs> the poop, industry. poop collection. Everybody's trying to make a buck off their poop. I've been trying to sell my shitty merchandise for years. <laughs> Sing. <laughs> oh, catch me at the at the Laugh Cabana this weekend, Medford, Massachusetts. <laughs> All right. Here's my deal with selling sperm. Okay. Like it seems like easy money, right? You're gonna come already. Like you're already you're you're already doing it. You're already doing it. So why not make money while you do it? Right. Uh, but here's here's the thing. Even though it's quick cash and all that, is quick cash an even trade for maybe having a fucking kid out there in the world? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the question. That's I so that's bizarre, right? To and just for have... some people, for some people, there are certain people who it's not a matter of like sperm donation. It's a matter of just fucking everything that moves and not caring. There are some people that legitimately do not care. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. I don't know. I if think you I have could. to probably sign a thing that says like you're going to fuck off and not like think about it ever again, right? But like, how would you, probably, you not think about that all the fucking time? Especially when you get that's that. That's what I'm saying. You're probably not allowed to. Oh, when you get the fucking bonus, yes, right. That's you're the making thing. your money, and all of a sudden you look and you're like, oh, it's twenty dollars heavier this week. What yeah, the fuck? somebody must have picked up a glass of old, a shot of old Malone. Somebody just took a shot of Malone. M- Makers Malone, 2020. <laughs> Somebody had a shot. I got ah, they got the the August specimen. That was a good month. It was a good. It was a good vintage month let for me, me. Let me tell you something. That, that I was uh, really laying them down that month. <laughs> that Malone. That Malone Maker's Mark is. Uh, that's an Irish whiskey. I was eating. <laughs> I was eating a lot of pineapple during the month of August. <laughs> that stuff is primo. <laughs> we act like they're they're not tasting it. <laughs> What if there's women that go to... Sp- that's that's not how you get pregnant. What if there's women that are going to sperm banks just taking shots? Just, just taking like- shots. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here for the enjoyment. I'm treating I'm this like a, like a winery. You got any, you got any doctors? I'd like to see what that's like. You got you got any professional athlete come back there? This I wanna, pairs I just well wanna- with a GED. <laughs> Put this on a dark chocolate and roasted walnut brownie <laughs> as a ganache. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that, man. If if you could just uh, because the, I I think I would sign the waiver that just says, "Hey, don't give me that extra twenty dollar." I don't want to know. Oh, you just don't want to know. I don't want to. I bet know. you. I bet. I bet you could just donate your twenty dollars to like an orphanage or something. Oh man, that'd be great. You just have it automatically donated out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I don't ever want to fucking hear that, like, somebody picked up some Irish whiskey. I just want them to just know that, like, it's... Uh, I think that would still haunt me, though. How do you not How do you not every day go, did did it work? I, do, I have, did somebody... do I have a kid out there somewhere? Yeah, I think about that now, and I have never donated his <laughs> Who do you think... Who do you think is the, the, the main clientele? Like, that shit's expensive, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and I don't think it's covered by insurance. No, none of that none of that stuff is for women. No birth control, any kind of time off, no fucking sperm donorship, any kind of medication that they try to go through to get pregnant. All The government's like, fuck you. Yeah, you can't do that. 
We got yeah. too many fucking people already. However, boner pills all day long, dog. You can get it on your health insurance, paid for. Got to have those boners on the golf course. <laughs> boners. 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 No are one paid wants for. to talk about it. Neither party wants to talk about it, but I'm here to talk about it. Boners. <laughs> boners. <laughs> Republican, Democrat. You know what they have in common? Neither one of them are talking about boners. That's right. Boners are paid for in full by the government. Boners. However, boners. birth control? Nah, not on your fucking... Nope. Get in line. Boners and religion. They're paid for. Boners. No ta- <laughs> That's Tax-free, pre-taxed. It's in the Bible. And- it says Jesus will rise again. It's talking about his boner. That's what they're saying. Oh, man. The Bible says that Jesus was wholly God, but also wholly human. Like he was both. He was he was man and he was God and made flesh at the same time. So like he was trans. Jesus Jesus certainly had boners. First of all, he might. I don't know if you could, I consider that trans. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says Jesus was trans. He's like I was born human, but I but identify, I, but I identify as, as, as celestial. Yeah. I identify as 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 God. He's a trans um, being. He is a trans being, but he also most assuredly had boners. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, we think Jesus did with all his boners. <laughs> Can I, speaking of God and weird things, <laughs> there's a, t- we were in fact talking about God and weird things. <laughs> You're right. Well, here's a, there's a TikTok filter. Going around where it turns uh, objects into like little cartoony things, right? Okay. So you you uh, you take your camera, you turn this filter on, you point it at like uh, a lot of people are like uh, the example I keep seeing is like a like a light socket or a piece of fruit on the counter, and they're like and they point at it. You select the object, like this little square comes up. You hit select on your screen, and it renders that object, and then that object comes to life. And they put like a little happy face on it and some arms and legs and like dance on the counter or like run around. And of course, the joke going around is like, guys, you got to check this out. Trust me. And they'll like put a banana on the counter and they're like, oh, guys, you got to try this. Yeah. Here's what I want to talk about. I saw a really funny one where this girl used her grandma's urn. And she... <laughs> selected it and usually and i'm telling i've seen hundreds of these videos because it's trending right now right yeah all of them have like really happy silly faces and they're dancing around right this Uh one when she put it on the urn it it didn't move at all like arms and legs (laughs) just sat down to the side and it was just crying (laughs) and i was like oh my god that's the funniest thing i've ever fucking seen Oh and so that was a couple of days ago. So I'm I'm in I'm in my little office this morning. I'm waiting for something to load. Oh, that video I was editing. I was waiting for that to load. So I'm like on TikTok just browsing, and that little filter thing came up, and somebody had tagged that filter. So I was like, uh, oh, I'll give this a try. I haven't tried yeah. it yet. And the only thing I had, like, I'm looking around my desk, and I have my my dead uncle's ring that I wear, and okay. I have it sitting off to the side because I take it off when I type because it's a little loose. And uh, so it's sitting on my desk. It's the closest thing to me. So I point my camera at my dead uncle's ring 
and it just starts crying. <laughs> what kind of AI are they using for these I filters don't fucking these days? No, dude. How does it know that's my dad uncle's ring, man? Oh my god! Isn't that fucking insane? It's only for dead things and hilarious, <laughs> but really <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> so funny! Yeah, that's fa- it's like clairvoyant, but also it's yeah, really intelligent for AI. That's yeah. that's some that's some algorithm shit there, man. That's so. <laughs> Weird, right? Because again, like I've seen hundreds of items on fucking like, TikTok. Hey, we're we, hey, we're really, really good at what we do, but we can't bring <laughs> we can't bring your dead uncle back, man. Stop <laughs> trying. This is sad, ingenious, and and sad. Yeah, yeah, it really is, it really is. I got a I got a new I got a new ring. Um, there's a guy making them out of uh whiskey barrels. Really? In Kentucky. Yeah. What uh, uh so it's a wood ring? It's a wooden ring, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it itch? No. How is it oh, sanded and coated or what? Yeah, it's got some kind of like a shiny lacquer thing on it. Ooh. That is nice. nice. Yeah, it's uh it's uh Keeping, keeping in, um, in the spirit of of my wife and I's marriage. Uh, so I got a, a a wooden ring that I got out of a whiskey barrel, uh, and my wife's ring we got from an auction. Have you ever been to an auction? No. I know you said you've been to a livestock auction. Yeah, that's the only gone, auction. You never been gone to. to like a like an like a auction auction? No. It's a wild experience, man. Especially in like Middle America. I can only <laughs> like, imagine. Like, well, they do like estate auctions where like somebody dies and they just right. bring all their shit in and get rid of all of it. And you have people that go all the time. This is like their, this is like their pastime. And they just buy stuff. The girlfriend's I, dad does it. I don't, uh. And you just I, buy stuff and it's just stuff and you just stuff it places in your house. Like in the before times, my girlfriend and I went. Once with her dad and once with her grandma and grandpa. Um, her grandma and grandpa were looking for a freezer um, to put in their, <laughs> their garage. Of course. Uh, and they so they went to the auction house because that's what you do. Like you get there's a freezer there and people are like, eh, 50 bucks. And you're like, yeah, it seems fair. <laughs> Walk away with a $50 freezer or whatever. So uh, it's it's insane. But they sell everything. They sell everything. And the interesting thing is that I I wish there was a way to tag the stuff that comes through the auction because I feel like at a small town auction in a rural area, they're self-perpetuating because I think the type of person who goes to an auction and just buys stuff their whole life and stuffs it in their garage or whatever, uh, when they die, they're going to send all their stuff to the auction house to be auctioned off. So it's right. like I'd be interested to see like how much this stuff is just comes back around. cycling. <laughs> it's just cycling through and whether it's appreciating in value or depreciating in value. I sent a bunch of stuff to the auction when we were cleaning out my mom's house and I had Goodwill come uh, with a truck and get a bunch of stuff too. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's such a weird 
thing. Especially now. Yeah, and, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that everything's got potentially COVID all over it. Well, like, I don't want anything that came out of somebody's house. Ew, it's, no. it's such a weird thing to just think about all the things that we collect over the years. That, that was what uh-huh. I... Like, I kept thinking about the most when I was going through my mom's house. She had this big country, you know, style home there in Ohio. And like, it was jam packed of shit. Just stuff. Just stuff. Yeah. Even when you move, you look at your own stuff. You don't feel like you have a lot. And then you go to move and you're like, what is all this stuff? What are, What am I doing with all this stuff? What are you doing with all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> that was, is the question. I like it when we, we run out of room for our stuff, so we go get a storage facility oh, man. and put our stuff in there. Put extra stuff that you might need you might later. Need some, later. Later stuff. You might. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I try to be a one-in, one-out guy. Like if I get a new shirt... At yeah. the store, I try to go. Okay, you're you're taking. You got to get one out of the closet. Then I try to be a one in out guy. It's hard. That sounds impossible. It's really, really. Hard. You were the guy that was talking about going down to just six t shirts and two <laughs> pairs of jeans, like you were joining Project Fucking Mayhem or something. <laughs> Look, I. You know, when it comes down to it, I really only wear black and white t shirts. Uh, when it obviously comes, when it comes really down to it, <laughs> given given the gray long sleeve sweater you have on right now, <laughs> I'm saying like on which stage, is somehow the opposite of both black and white t shirt. It's a mixture, Dick. So when I'm on stage and all that stuff, like I don't wear a lot of. I, I wish I could dress on stage how I dress in life. I wish I could marry those two things. And uh, what do you what do, what's the difference? I'm way more flamboyant in life. I wear a lot of uh, floral or like uh, you know. But you don't wear it on stage. No, no. I Wait. can't. I can't get away with it. You were trying to go from flamboyant and floral to black and white t-shirts. No, the the problem is is you know mostly. You know, I'm in a, before times. I'm usually just mm-hmm. performing all the time, and so my yeah. wardrobe is or my suitcases when I travel and all that shit is just packed with stuff I'm going to wear on stage, right? Right. Um, and so it's usually just black and white fucking t-shirts, right? And so I thought, well, how simple would my life be if I just wore if you just black always wore black and white, and white t-shirts. t-shirts all the fucking time and pair of jeans? Like that's what I look best in. That's what I wear all the time. So fuck it. Why are you afraid that you can't wear on the stage what you wear in, in everyday life? Because I, I, I've tried it before, and uh, I just can't get away with it. Audiences do not like me dressed up. I, I <laughs> How don't the know fuck do why. you know? Are you sending out a survey monkey at the end of the show? No, but I can tell when jokes aren't hitting as hard, or I can tell when I don't have the... You think your jokes don't hit the same based on what you're wearing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Huh. I can tell mostly when I'm in Vegas because I, I go through this weird thing where I'm like, well, I'm in Vegas. I'm playing the fucking MGM Grand. Like Usually I'm with Brad or somebody of that stature, so I'm like, right. I need to be in a suit or they're in a suit and all this other stuff. So I feel that pressure of like dressing up. But whenever I do, 
I don't do as well. If I were to come in just as huh. what a what a you know a black and white T-shirt or you know maybe a, a nice jacket over a black and white tee or whatever, like I'll fucking crush, crush. But the nights that I come in and I know Brad's going to be there or something like that, and I'll wear a nice suit jacket or a, you know something a little more dressier and more flamboyant because it's Vegas. I don't do as well. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with your uncomfortability uncomfortability wearing? It might. Do, do you think that you're not projecting in the same way when you're wearing the dressy up stuff because you don't feel your comfortable old self? I would say that probably has 25% to do with it. And the other 75 is the crowd's like, uh-uh, it's a, it's a suit jacket and, and, and dick jokes, and I don't like it. Yeah, I think the others, because I do dress uh, a little more flamboyant or feminine, and when I'm back in the Midwest, or like let's say I'm playing fucking St. Louis, and I'm in my really bougie floral print suit jacket that I love that I can only wear in Vegas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I were just to wear that on a Friday night, show in st louis bruh they'd eat me a fucking live they don't they don't appreciate it no they'd be like who's what the fuck is this interesting and because i because it's not my entire personality i think that's the thing it clashes with me right because i can view myself as more than one thing because i know myself and i know there's many sides to me right that's why i can talk about self-help and that kind of stuff but also do fucking dick jokes and blah 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 because i know there's more than just one thing to me However, if you don't know anything about me, you've never heard my name, you've never seen me at all, you don't know what the fuck I am, and I come out on stage in this really bright floral print suit jacket, like all fitted and looking nice, the hair done, the fucking whatever, and I'm doing really like dick jokes are relatable or like I am more conversational and that kind of stuff, you get kind of this Midwest good old boy vibe from me yet i'm dressed as fucking elton john and those two images don't match up so you have an audience going what the fuck am i looking at is this what is this is this guy who is he well i don't know what he stands for i don't know who he is and i think that is the is the issue interesting you ascribe a lot of weight to a lot of things that I'm not sure how the weight you think. <laughs> it's, it's, here's a good here's a good uh, a, a good kind of a parallel. Yeah. Um. So I, I like soccer a lot, right? So I, I listen. I like to listen to these guys. They're called the Men and Blazers, and there's two British dudes who do uh, a pod. It was started as a podcast, and then they got a show on NBC Sports, and they just talk about the Premier League. But they talk about it from the vantage point of one of them is a producer who used to produce like I think like who wants to be a millionaire like he he did a bunch of game shows. But he's an English dude who lived in the States because he was doing all these producing all these game shows and being really good at it. And then the other guy is a, a English dude who moved to America when he first got, you know, old enough to do so. And uh, so they have this podcast together where they talk about the league they love, but they talk about it kind of from the vantage point of. British dudes living in America, right. right? And one of them is very concrete. Everything is like, well, they didn't deserve to win because they didn't score as many goals and that's all there is to it. 
And the other guy is very like, yeah, but the other team was playing away from home and they had the added baggage of that history. There's this history in the stadium and the stadium feels a certain way and the the, the, the fans have a certain personality. And when the fans are having these expectations, those expectations weigh very heavily on the players and like that influenced the game. But despite all that, they still came out and played a certain way and kept their own identity. And therefore, I think they deserve to win. And the other guy's like, yeah, but they didn't score as many goals, so they didn't deserve to win. That's that's right. Like, yeah. So there's like one guy that's like super concrete and everything is like a plus or a minus. That's it. And then there's the other guy that's like, there's this whole spiritual battle going on around the soccer game and like it, and it has to do with history and expectations and, and, and character and all this kind of stuff. And I think you ascribe a bunch of like you, everything is very big to you. Everything (laughs) is, is like bigger than, than it is. You're like, well, I tried that one joke. And it didn't come off. Why do you think it didn't come off? Well, I think it's because there was a juxtaposition of the person that I was being versus the person that I was embodying at the time. And I, <laughs> like, man, yeah. maybe the people, maybe you just did, maybe you had an off night and you didn't deliver that joke very well. That's sure. I think there's a lot of both. I think it's just. I think there's a lot of both because I do think there are certain things like. The whole like you can't be a prophet in your own hometown. I think right. there are there are times when I am playing in my own home state where I feel less appreciated than I've than I've felt in a room full of absolute fucking strangers on the other side of the country. Yeah. Like, like and it's because you're in your hometown. They're like, hey, I know that guy. I've seen him drunk before. He's not that cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's I would I would agree agree to that more it, it just seems really coincidental that and i think you are right on the on the front of like maybe it has something to do with my own confidence and the way i carry myself because i have this weird voodoo with it um mm-hmm. the same thing happens with uh, i had this old headliner when i was coming up uh tell me that uh, he was really superstitious about people videotaping him uh, or having cameras in the room, or he never videotaped himself. And I was just starting out, so I was videotaping every set of mine. And yeah. I would look back at it and do whatever. But he was so, like, superstitious about getting taped, or even even the cameras that were in the back of the room that were set up, right before he would go on the stage, he would literally turn them so they're facing the wall just in case you might have left it on by accident or whatever. Like, he would oh turn God. them away, and he would have these great sets, and he would talk about how he bombs every time that he tapes things and yeah. that got in my fucking head and that uh, that <sighs> superstition was very contagious to me and so now i carry that weird thing with me that i'm like oh if there, there's a ca- i'm trying to film something tonight like i'll fucking eat shit or i won't do as well and then the nights that uh you know or even like on a two-show night I'll go into uh, it being like, you know what? I'm going to record both shows. I don't give a fuck. Like tonight, I, this is this is the night. You know, whatever. 
and I'll tape the first show and it sucks dicks and I won't run the camera for the late show and then I'll just absolutely destroy on the late show and be like, oh, well, see, told you. I fucking taped that first show, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So it's in my head already that when cameras are rolling, it's harder for me to deliver because of that superstition I heard 15 fucking years ago. And I think maybe some of that weight carries on to what I think about my appearance as well is because a few times I have been dressed up or have looked really nice. I haven't done as well. So in my head, I'm like, well, every time I dress up, I suck dicks. So I'm out. (laughs) I'm just wearing a t-shirt. Because I'm just going to wear t-shirts and jeans now. Yeah. I think, I think, I think there's probably a fair amount. There could be, I think image is obviously important. Obviously, uh, the image that you portray on stage matters. Um, but I think probably there are also lots of other factors that go into it. I think your confidence level, because what we do is it's different in a lot of ways, but it's similar in that it requires a certain level of confidence. Like you have to be the type of person who walks into a bar where everybody's having a good time and you go, Hey, 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 cut the music for a minute. I got some shit to say. (laughs) Trust me, you're going to you're going to love it. It's better than whatever the fuck you were just listening to. I promise that Tom Petty song that you love and we're singing out loud. Shut that off for a minute. (laughs) I got some I got some shit to share. Yeah, you have to be that person like it like you thrive on confidence. So like, um, you know, going going back to kind of drawing the sports metaphor, I think like being the goal scorer on a soccer team is this is a similar type of thing. Like you thrive on confidence. You have to be willing to take that shot. You have to be willing to try to make that move. You have to be willing to do, and you have to kind of unconsciously do it because you're like, this is what I do. I'm the man. Like I do this. This is what I do. Uh, and then you, then, but when you get to a point where you start missing or something's off or you didn't wear your lucky socks or whatever the fuck. Right. And then you're feeling a little weird. So then maybe the audience is like, I'm, I'm sensing a weird thing coming off of this guy. So then your first couple jokes don't land. So then you're in your head about why they're not landing. And then like, you know, I think like it can, it can easily, there's not just two factors. Is it the clothes or is it not? I think it's probably (laughs) like, like they like, it's this like snowball kind of effect that, that like builds up that way because I think, I think it certainly happened. Like if I get, it's kind of like trying to hit a big note. Like if you, like if you know at the end of this song coming up, there's a high note that I got to hit and it's kind of prolonged and it's kind of at the top of my range. And sometimes I mess it up and sometimes I absolutely destroy it. Most of the time, even when I mess it up, the crowd doesn't know the difference. Only I do, you know, like that kind of stuff. But if I get into my head thinking about the note ahead of time, then I I will screw that note up every time yeah. because I'm because I'm thinking about it going into it. And if I let that snowball, then it gets to a point where it's like, well, you beef every time that you play that song. So let's not play that song next time. And it'll lead me to not play certain songs for like months. Yeah. I'll, I'll and that, and, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I won't record. I mean, there were years I never recorded and I've missed out on so much stuff by not recording any of my shows. And even now looking back, you know, taking a year off and, you know, trying to thinking about getting back into it and doing shows again. I'm like, Hey man, I wrote a bunch of new jokes that I don't know what they are now. And I wish I would have recorded those last few shows because fuck me. Um, 
And I think I think what it plays into what you and I are talking about is the bigger issue at hand um, is we are made up of the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. Um, and that is that is just what it fucking is. If, if that goes into self-care, which I know you hate talking about. Uh, Again, I don't hate self-care. <laughs> I just hate you, I know you doing hate self-care. I talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. This has a lot to do with you, Malone. <laughs> so it, it goes into that self-care. Like you are, you know, change the fucking narrative then. And that's what I need to do. And uh, because, again, like I'm setting this limit for myself, right? I've told myself that when I dress up or feel good about what I'm wearing, then I'm going to bomb. Well, fucking don't tell yourself that. Stop <laughs> telling yourself that. And <laughs> feel Your good. Yourself only knows what you tell it. Exactly. Stop telling it. So stop telling it this fucking dumbass storyline. Like, oh, quit buying into yeah. that. Tell yeah. yourself a new story. And I, I have a hard time with that uh, on, a, on another level because... Like I've talked about this bef- before with my girlfriend and a few other people like I'm okay I'm not I'm not book smart right <laughs> I'm not claiming that I'm some kind of fucking superior genius here I you know whatever however I'm very in tune with you know the world and observations. Yeah. And I, I'm a fucking comic. I, my whole job is to is to see and report, right? Right. And to see things other people can't see, and blah blah blah. And I'm very so like societal wise, I'm pretty fucking in tune, right? I'm yeah. pretty mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. And my problem is, I, I feel like sometimes I'm too smart for self care. <laughs> we. I was on a. On the other podcast I was doing, we had a we had a great comic on named uh, named uh, Chet Wild, and he was talking about the stories we tell ourselves, right? And he goes, yeah. one of the uh-huh. one of the things you can do, one of the cheats that you can do to help yourself is put post it notes up around the house, and mm-hmm. you know, like around your mirror that you look at, and it's just, hey, you look great, or uh, you know, if you're having trouble with body image, you know, like man, looking slim today or whatever the fuck, like yeah, you put yeah. these around, or you know. Your smile looks great. You know, all these all these affirmations you hang up around your house. That way it's a constant reminder that like, hey man, you look fucking good and you're doing good. Like yeah. don't don't listen to what you're telling yourself. You look great. Uh-huh. My problem is like, I know that I wrote those fucking notes. <laughs> I know that that's bullshit. Like if I wrote I'm not a note, supposed to listen to this me, but this me over here <laughs> exactly. suddenly a fucking genius. Is that, so you're telling me I'm supposed the person that hates myself that thinks that I'm fucking fat and dumb is supposed to hang up a note that goes, "Hey man, you're not fat and dumb." You're and not I'm supposed fat to or dumb. <laughs> I'm supposed to look at that and go, "Ah oh, man, you're right." No, some fucking fat idiot wrote that, and they think I'm fucking some fat idiot. This fat idiot thinks I'm enough of an idiot that he's going to convince me that I'm not a fat idiot when we're both fat idiots. Exactly. <laughs> so I have a hard, I have a real hard time changing the narrative uh, yeah. when it comes in self-care. It's it's harder than, like, all these people that make it seem so easy. They're like, oh, you all you could do is change the narrative. You're like, oh, that's fucking great. Just manifest it. Yeah, just, just manifest Like, it's just hard manifest work. manifest it. Just manifest it. 
I'm just, such a cynic, a self cynical that yeah. it's hard for me to believe uh, uh, the thing. And so, yeah, but but that is, but bringing it around full circle, that is the fucking answer. And I'm and even though I'm smart enough not to believe myself, <laughs> I'm also smart enough to know that I have to believe myself in order yeah, to make in order for things it to work. better. <laughs> for myself Here's, here try this one yeah. you t- you t- you tell me if this works for you try it because i've right. tried it for myself i do it at one point in my meditation every day there's a point where i where i silently do all the affirmations right right and but i do it after i've already done the complete relaxation part of my meditation right like the breathing exercises that help me get to a point where my whole body is just like numbness just laying there right like when i'm to that point of absolute relaxation the very next thing that i do is a is there's like just uh some like soothing sounds that i listen to and i just do the like silently in my head the affirmations and i figured out that when i'm that relaxed i've let my own guard down enough that i can like say those things and not immediately second guess myself on it Man, I need like, to, so yeah, so you've you've uh you're speaking I've directly to your subconscious. Yeah, I've tricked myself in that way. And I don't know if that makes any sense from like a traditional meditation like standpoint. I have no idea. Because I'm just trying to do what works for me. But I've but I've got this one meditation that I follow every every morning um that, that like helps me with breathing and like you like stop start at the top of some stairs and every step down you're like closer to like complete relaxation all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I do that one to where I've like like really kind of like left myself open. Like I'm just I'm just like a blank canvas at that point. And then the very next uh few minutes I spend trying to do some affirmations. Okay. And that I don't I don't know it seems to help me. So you got to make you got to knock yourself out and then whisper in your ear and then whisper into your ear. It's got to be creepy not, as fuck. You got to chloroform. You got to hit yourself with that rhetorical chloroform and then whisper into your I, own ears. I Sweet really, nothings to yourself. I wanted to start a a, a self care movement called chloroform your soul, and it's just <laughs> knocking yourself out to a degree where you can actually improve your life. Have you watched uh have you watched Trigger Warning on Netflix from uh, Killer Mike? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you remember remember he did the Church of Sleep? Yes. <laughs> just yes. Like a, <laughs> about like laying you're just chloroforming yourself. Everybody pick up your rag. Yeah. <laughs> put the rag over your mouth and nose. Breathe deeply. My favorite episode, it's such a great series. My favorite episode was the Bloods and the Crips coming together to sell their own soda at the, uh, the blood, street, at the what street was it, market. Blood Pop and Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Loved I it. Fucking loved it. Killer Mike is shit. He's, he's incredible. I can't I can't wait till the I hope he does another season of that. He's a fucking prophet, dude. He's so he's so fucking great. Yeah. He's so great. He's a good Instagram follow. Ooh. Okay. He's a good Instagram follow. He happy 420s you every day. Nice. nice. Every day he posts himself being high as fuck. Says <laughs> happy 420. But then he also he he also is one of those uh he also was one of those Instagram accounts that you got to be careful 
where you're following him because you just be walking through the grocery store and all of a sudden there's just an ass on you because he's like he's shared an ass that he's that he thought was a nice <laughs> ass and you're just like oh that, well, i am not looking at asses in the grocery store i would never do such a thing i never i never follow do you do you follow any of those accounts that like are like ass and stuff i can't do it no i, I feel don't. really weird about it my girlfriend and i follow the same ass uh, her name's Nasty Nasty Naz, and she does twerk videos, and it's fucking one. It's an incredible ass, but two, it's incredible twerk movements. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she's doing it. And it's you guys incredible. get uh, you guys get uh, dual dual enjoyment out of that. You yeah. can, like send them back and forth. Yeah, like yeah. we were just sitting on the couch the other day, and uh, you know, I was, we were going around watch something. She was cruising her Instagram, and she brought up a nasty Naz video, and was like, "Ooh, check this out!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" And we both sat there and like enjoyed this wonderful <laughs> moment of cinema together. You and your girlfriend do uh, do, do twerk videos in the same way that my uh, wife and I do, uh, like independent artists. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this collage. Look at this collage that Postwook made. I was, here's, here's what happened. Okay. I'm going to share this uh, because it's, it's odd. And I didn't know this was a thing. So I'm on my time hop app a bunch. I don't know if you subscribe to that or not. I don't. It's worth it. It's so great because you can, it goes back all the way into your social media goes back. And I started doing Facebook back in like 2006. And so it brings me post all the way back there, right? And I'm somebody who enjoys the nostalgia of everything, you know. Right, I, everybody's yeah. dead. So I like uh-huh. reading about, you know, right. happier times, seeing pictures come up, this and that. Like I, I like You just like to remind back. yourself that at some point you were happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, a career. Wow, cool. Uh, as, of, as of 2012, I was actually really doing I well. Was, I was actually doing okay. I was uh, smiling from time to time. <laughs> look at me go. <laughs> um, so I like, I like the Time Hop app. And uh, here's what I didn't know is my Time Hop app is also connected to my photo album. In my phone. Oh. So, you know, throughout the years, I've been single here and there. Right. And you get the occasional nudie photo. I do. And it's so You get the occasional tasteful nudes. And here's what I, it's always a gamble because I don't know if it's going to be them or me. Ah, so sometimes do you get like a on this day in 2006 here's your nuts yes yes i'll get a i'll just be flipping through i'll be reading status updates from like facebook i'm like oh that's funny that i'll be showing my girlfriend like i oh, like that and then i'll flip the little slide and it's just my dick and i'm like oh okay or like uh oh. the other day i'm in the car and we have a <laughs> do you fancy yourself a good a good uh dick pick taker uh, I'm pretty decent. Do you do you generally feel like proud of your dick pics when they've been taken, or do you feel like yeah? Christ. Can I can I tell you one time when I first got single and I was living by myself in Indiana? I <laughs> first got single. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it, this is the first time like an adult uh, yeah, life. Yeah. I don't know. I was just walking around one day and fucking got single. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. I was in a three and a half year relationship, and then I got single and had. You know, the first time in my adult life that I had, like, my own place and, like, all that shit, right? right? 
Right. So you weren't living in grandma's at that time. Right. Right. And I, I had a really funny dick pic where I took a picture of my dick and I put googly eyes on it and a little uh, cowboy hat. Did, like physically or no, this was post? It posed. This was this was in post. This okay. was like when All those right. when those photo apps first came out, and they're like, "Look, you can put objects on things. You in can your put photos. googly eyes and cowboy hats on your dick." <laughs> I was like, "Sign me up." <laughs> So I did that. You guys heard about these new apps? You can put googly eyes and cowboy hats on your dick. Yeah. Yeah, for free. So I'm like. It's in the, it's in the app store. Do you know about the app store? <laughs> Do you know about the app store? <laughs> so here's what I did. I thought it was so funny, right? I printed out a little four by six. I'm about a six and a half. Four by six <laughs> photo of my dick the cowboy hat and googly eyes and here's what i did i had like this little uh little like uh mantle piece that was over by my television that was like carved out of the wall yeah and like in the apartment you there was meant for like pictures and candles and flowers and stuff so i had a bunch of pictures there and then i just i framed this fucking dick pic and i hid it in with all the family pictures and this and that so when people came to my house you would randomly looking at like oh it's your mom and like oh here's this and that oh, and there's okay. a dick with a cowboy hat and i thought it was the funniest fucking thing Oh my Ever. God, Malone! Do you realize this is 2020 and yeah, that's I potentially know. sexual assault? I know. Now looking back, it's terrible. <laughs> How many people did you sexually assault with your cowboy dick? Well, luckily, it was just comics that hung with out your, with me. <laughs> with just, your Woody, it was just dudes, dude comics hanging out of my house. <laughs> dudes can be sexually harassed too, Malone. That's true. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And it. I'm not saying it was the right thing to do. I'm just saying it was funny. Yeah. We used to play, uh, you ever just think about, speaking of terrible things that you used to do before you knew that they were terrible things to do, we used to yeah. play a game called Hey Bitch. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it oh, sounds sexist, but this... we were equal opportunity. <laughs> we called anybody Hey Bitch. And you just drive through the town and you'd yell, hey, bitch. Oh my and there God. was a number system. There was a number system of points that you would get based on the reaction. I feel like this is way worse than my cowboy cock. Someone turns and looks. That's a point. Someone waves back. That's two points. Someone <laughs> yells at the car. That's five. Someone throws something. That's ten. And if someone chases you, you automatically win. That was the, that was the, the number system. Now... Eventually, what happened was we moved on from hey, bitch, to other things, right? Like it just became whatever thing you could yell at someone to get universal reaction, right? Like you wanted everybody who was standing on that particular corner to turn and and look. So you had to come up with whatever was the meanest or the weirdest or whatever thing to yell. So you'd just be driving by. Hey, bitch is where it started. Um nice ass was in there for a while well that's that different that was, was a was great a, one if you yell was, nice uh, ass at a stranger I, I can support that my favorite uh well in the that was a trick in the you're <laughs> supposed to say no that's equally as bad <laughs> and you were like yeah 
Yeah, well, in the Midwest, if a male screams nice ass at another male on the way by, them's fighting words. Right, of course. You know? Can right I? In the Midwest. Uh, my favorite, well, I got to tell you my favorite ever. So, it, so right. it became like, what can we scream out the window that's going to make everybody else laugh? And my favorite one of all time, uh, we were in, uh, we were on a short little tour. We'd like gone down and done some shows in Florida and we're on our way back. And the band was driving on Daytona beach and, uh, uh, my guitar player at the time leaned out the window and screamed, Hey, you look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it was my favorite. Hey bitch offering of all time (laughs) because it was too many words but just too many words, like not right. a whole sentence. He got it out on the way by, but like it was too many words to be catchy. It just, it really, it wasn't even clever. And I just, every once in a while, you need the joke that's not clever <sighs> to kind of cleanse the palate. And he Can just I... screamed, hey, you look like shit. This, this is, I'm going to share something terrible with you. Okay. This is what we used to do. Was that you that was standing on the... No. <laughs> on the was, uh, around 2009, I was walking down the beach in Daytona, and I had just done a show, and I was wearing my flamboyant coat. And somebody <laughs> drove by and said, hey, you look like shit. Hey, you look like shit. Now I don't wear it on stage. Now I don't wear this coat anymore. Well, in my younger days, we've talked about how terrible I was uh, yeah. in, my, in my youth. And in those years, uh, when we first started being able to drive, which was just fucking bad news bears, we, we took our terrible selves on the road, you know, on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you became faster than human legs, yeah, that's a that's a it's a dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So here's how we would terrorize people. Oh God, this is so fucking bad. So we would uh, we'd load up about four or five of us in a car, and then we would drive uh, downtown, which downtown Marion just means there were more than three stores in a row. Right. So we'd drive downtown. And the YMCA that you could piss off the top of. Yeah, it was right across straight from the courthouse. That was downtown. Mm-hmm. So we're, we would go to the downtown area where people would skateboard, <laughs> and we would pick fights with them from the car. Right. So we'd roll okay. up and we'd yell mm-hmm. at them. They'd yell at us back and we'd be like, oh, yeah, you fucking want some of this? Da, da, da. Like, we'll be right mm-hmm. back. Mother- Let me go park. And then we would round the corner and go to the rallies right around the corner. Uh-huh. And we would order as many waters as they would give us. <laughs> so we'd order like eight cups of water. Hey, could we have some waters? Yeah. And we'd order like a cheeseburger or something. Then like eight waters and a cheeseburger or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so they'd give us these waters and we would... Little did they know they had just become accomplices to your crimes. And then we'd circle the block around, and we'd pull up on those fucking skateboarders, and we'd talk some more shit, and and we'd be like, come get it. And as soon as they came up close enough to the vehicle, just whoosh, 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 and just bomb them with fucking water, and we'd drive off and laugh and have a merry time. And we were terrible, terrible, terrible fucking people for that. And uh but, but yeah. also pretty funny. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> did you ever did you ever corn cars? No. Did you Were ever you put corn in the gas? But no, we didn't want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't they explode if you do some shit <laughs> like, like what that? Kind what kind of mafia fuck? shit are you into? <laughs> did you ever throw Molotov cocktails? 
You ever gun a me, guy down in front of his family? Me, me and Big Tone used to sneak in the back of people's houses, right? We'd wait till they were all asleep. Then we'd make a noise so the dog would get upset. The dog comes running downstairs. Then you just get this dog going nuts. And you're like, this fucking dog. It's more like a cat. You know what I'm saying? Then the man of the house comes down. He's like, Floofly, what's the problem? We'd cut his fucking throat and sneak out the back before anybody knew. It was a grand old fucking time back in the day. Me and Big Tone had some Big good Tone. times, I tell you. We were bad people back then. We didn't know better. We, well, let me tell you, you something. Hilarious. You're 29, 30, 31, 32 years old. You don't know that that's bad. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Is it bad? Is it good? No, but it's not bad. But it's not bad. So, uh, (laughs) corn and cars, you take a cob of corn, like, like, like off the stock, and then you would pull all of the kernels off of the cob. Okay. So you would have like a bucket of just loose corn. Okay. Right. And then you you would hide in a place where you could be in some trees or behind a building or whatever. And then a car would drive by and you just throw a handful of corn and it would just so they'd just be driving the middle of the night trying to get home and then just (laughs) just their car like hail fire is just just coming from the trees. Can I tell you these cars? We did something worse. That's, That's corning cars. We would coin cars. Oh, yeah, we you were wasted a lot of people. money doing it, too. Why'd you waste so much money doing it? Corn was free if you stole it out of somebody's field. <laughs> Dude, pennies, nickels, dimes. We'd have a handful and uh, just fucking launch it uh, while you're oh. on a highway or Dude, terrible fucking people. We were on a highway, bro. We, Where are you going to go on a highway? Then you just got to drive next to them till the next exit. Nah, like, let me tell you something. It was, it was mainly just our friends. We, I don't even think we ever did it to strangers, but definitely friends' cars we would just chuck fucking change at. Uh, I remember one time we were driving down this old road <laughs> going to Mansfield. It's all back roads, and you could just fly down them. And... Uh, Dude, I remember going through the couch looking for change just to, like, get a cheeseburger at McDonald's. Y'all were just willy-nilly yeah. throwing junior bacon cheeseburgers out the fucking, throwing five-piece nuggets out the, just, well, you, just you know, wasting. We were working folk. You you had a job. We that's all had jobs. And, uh, you, that's the difference. By 15 and a half, we were all working, baby. So we You're were... A, we were all monogramming people's names <laughs> on the sweaters in the mall. Exactly. Like, like red-blooded Americans do. Goddamn right. But, yeah, so we, we were running down this uh, old back road, and we are doing, like, 70, 75, and uh, we are doing, like, a little car chase thing uh, where we try to pass. We were fucking terrible and dangerous, and we would try to pass each other and fuck with each other and all this stuff. And then uh, one time the fucking coins came out and that became a thing that we would do when we would travel in packs. There would be like 10 of us that would roll together at the same time. So you'd take two or three cars. And so you would – and sometimes you'd wait and uh, you'd get so ahead of the other person. You'd fucking book it all the way down and you'd pull off to the side and then you'd wait for them to fucking – 
pass by and you just boom, just fling it at them. And then you're just driving down this highway. You don't see your friends. You don't see any cars. And all of a sudden it's just ding, 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 just change. Did it not ever fuck your cars up? Oh, yeah. Dented some windows. It fucked up the, the side paneling and the hood oh and all that God. shit. And you'd be pissed about it. So then to get back at it. Oh, dude. One time we coined my buddy's car so fucking bad. He was so mad. He was chasing us down, chasing us down. Finally, we whip into my driveway and we turn the car off and we're sitting there and he fucking pulls in. He blocks us in. And so we can't fucking leave anywhere. And he gets out and he just starts chuck. I mean, for at least five minutes, just chucking change at my fucking windshield. Uh, he was <sighs> so angry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It was not good. We, Again, these are not good behaviors. You were terrible. You we were, were terrible. Terrible people, Brewer. You terrible. were so much worse than me. But let me tell you something. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Memories that last a lifetime. Let me tell you you know, the most fun were those reckless days of just fucking just, up. Just the type <sighs> of memories and and just cherished. Terrible people. Cherished times. Terrible Cherished fucking times. people. Those were the Those days. were the days. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my god. Do you have uh, do you have something to share this week? I do. Uh it's not so much a specific thing to share, but okay. it is inspired by a specific thing. Um my girlfriend and I are currently in the middle of a complete Star Wars rewatch. Okay. Um, so we're watching all the films, uh, all of them. So even Solo and Rogue One, and so so even these these additional films, all the way through. We I like to do it in in the in the worlds, uh, the Star Wars worlds chronological order. So not the order that okay. they came out in theaters, the order the order that they actually happen in the storyline. But that that made me think about how I think, um, you know. Church attendance is at historic lows right now. Like uh, the the number of people who identify as extremely religious right. is lower than it's than it's ever been. Um, churches are closing all over the place, um, and I can't help but think that's good. That's <laughs> wonderful news. Part. But but um, not that there aren't churches that do good things. There are there are, uh, but. I think um, that what we're missing now is the ritual. We're missing the ritual. Um, the every Sunday I get up and I do this. I go to church. I put on clothes that I wouldn't normally wear. I go to a place. I sit and I be respectful. I the, the ritual. What we're missing is the ritual. Every Christmas you go to the candle lighting ceremony where you just get around a bunch of people who believe the same thing as you and don't try to fucking convince anybody of anything. You just sit around and enjoy each other's fellowship. That's a thing that I think that we miss in an increasingly um, non-religious society. Okay. And I think that they can be, it can be something as simple as, uh, something as sinful, something as simple as uh, <laughs> every Christmas time we watch the Star Wars movies. Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. once every summer we watch, we watch the Matrix trilogy all the way through or whatever. Something like we... We put on a every Sunday we put on vinyl records and we listen to vinyl and 
mop the floor or whatever the fuck. Some kind of a thing that you do regularly that puts you in a particular space that relaxes you, that allows you to just enjoy fellowship like with just your immediate surrounding family right now. But hopefully in some day in the future, we'll be able to do it in packs. Um, And I think like like uh, that's something that I think we miss when we lose religion. Um, And I think that like sports fill that gap for a lot of people. Right. Like a lot of people go every Sunday I get up and I watch football or whatever. Like I think there are things that you can do that instill that that ritualistic idea where you just go every year I do the same thing and I have fellowship with my family in this way um, at this time of year. And it doesn't have anything to do with dogma anymore. It doesn't have anything to do with guilt or sin or, or any of those things. It doesn't have anything to do with feelings of inadequacy that church tend to instill in us. It just has everything to do with, this is something that we do because we like each other and that we're of the same mind and we hang out once a week or whatever. And I think that's kind of missing right now. And I think a bowling league, like a bowling league, for God's <laughs> sakes. I do honestly think that those types of things are important. Like yeah. people used to get together for bridge nights or canasta or, or, or poker or whatever, like once a week. And I think that those things are important. And I think that you shouldn't, um, you know, close yourself off to experiencing new things. You shouldn't use tradition as a shield to hide you from new things, from new experiences. But I do think that there's something about just going back to an old film series you've seen or an old TV show that you've watched a thousand times. There's something nice about going back and having that repetition, that, um, that, that recognition of something being great, whether it be a game you love to play or a game you love to watch or a show you love to watch or whatever, but like go, this is a good thing in my life. I think this thing is good and we we should do it more often. So let's do it once a week or whatever. Some kind of tradition, some kind of a ritual. I think you need to have some of those in your life. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that. Um, my thing to, to share this week is is uh, <laughs> not, not as deep. <laughs> it's just something fun. Uh, there's an Instagram account that I follow called Accidentally Wes Anderson. And this okay. guy captures all these photos um, uh, that look like they could be screen grabs from a Wes Anderson film. So that's the, incredible. The doll coloring, or the you know, it's just the placement of an item or a building or or something like that. The Perfect interior. symmetry. Yes, yes, and it yeah. just it looks and, and it aesthetically like it's just gorgeous to look at, anyways. Right, um, right. But it's all themed in you know the style of Wes Anderson film. That's fantastic. Um, it's so much fun. It's so pleasing and has nothing attached to it like you were talking about. Like it just it's just pure joy. And yeah. uh it's great. It's called Accidentally Wes Anderson. I That's highly fantastic. suggest you follow them. It's super fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you, man. Even though we were terrible uh people in our youth, I think we turned yeah, out we're, okay. We're good guys now. <laughs> We're woke. Now. We're good guys who are just trying to sell our cum and poop We're online, just for trying to make a living. We're, We're just good our guys trying to put food on the table. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get some cum slung. Trying to slang trying some poop. To slang some. some. <laughs>
Jesus. You get a bonus if they actually use your previously slung <laughs> cum. <laughs> oh, fuck. Great. Right. I got royalties from my cum. We can I get it. This is the gift that keeps on giving. You know what? I will do a double cheeseburger. <laughs> I got cum money. Fuck it. Give fuck. me an extra side of Chipotle barbecue <laughs> as well. <laughs> All right, bud. Oh, I love, love you. you, buddy. <laughs> Talk to you soon. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. I appreciate you listening in on our phone calls, you beautiful weirdo. If you would, follow us on Twitter at SpeakerphonePod. That's at S-P-E-A-K-E-R-P-H-O-N-E-P-O-D. SpeakerphonePod. We're going to be sharing links to the stuff we reference and other things we find funny, and we'd love you to join the conversation. In the meantime, if you're looking for more high-quality content, check out 4D Podcast Network. They were kind enough to invite us into their family, and we think you'll dig the rest of the roster. Appreciate you.